Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Hey, everybody. Good news. We're doing the Comedy Fantasy Camp again. Jay Leno's going to be there. I'm going to be there. John Lovitz is going to be there. Caroline Ray is going to be there. Many, many other big comedians are going to be there. February 29th through March 3rd. Tickets are going to go fast, and it's all going to culminate at the world-famous Hollywood Improv. So come and join us at the Comedy Fantasy Camp and work with the pros. Get your tickets at ComedyFantasyCamp.com. Pluto TV is TV the way it should be, free. With over 300 channels, thousands of movies and TV shows, costing zeros of dollars. So if you want to watch shows like Ghost, The Walking Dead, CSI, Star Trek, or The Price is Right, well, The Price is Right, it's free. Hit movies like Braveheart, Sonic the Hedgehog, Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, or Mean Girls won't cost you a thing, because everything is free. All you have to do is download the app, which, by the way, is also free. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never. Globally, humans are facing massive problems that are widely ignored by governments and the media. Like personal space invaders. I've had it with these couples that sit on the same side of the booth. Yak mouths. Stupid stick figure bumper stickers. Almond milk. You cannot milk an almond. Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Angie. We call her Pumps, and we are the hosts of I've Had It. Pumps, tell the listener where they can find us. Apple, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts. Nailed it. See you next Tuesday. Recorded live at Corolla One Studios with Adam Corolla and board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist, Dr. Drew Pinsky. You're listening to The Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Yeah, get it on. Got to get it on. Get it on. About a swing. Mm-hmm. Doctor's over there. Board-certified. <laughs> He's over there in Mexico, taking care of business, and uh, Chris McSpadden's studio over here, taking care of business. He brought some topical stories in for us. Yeah, so the New York Times just did this story. First, they took you back to 1991, where a segment of 60 Minutes just changed the entire wine industry Mm. by basically saying wine, red wine. Is good for you. It's a, uh, it's good for inflammation. It's good for your heart. And um, now they've gone out and said, look, there hasn't really been a study since then that has promoted that. Mm-hmm. And um, and now they're saying it's actually, it's actually uh, a carcinogen. Oh no, no. And regard, it doesn't matter what you're drinking. No alcohol is good for you. All right. All right. Yeah. So, so red, it's, it's good for you, it's bad for you, and we don't know. Now we don't. I, well, it looks, sounds like now it's just it's bad for you. Yeah. But look, if you've been around long enough, you would see 250 studies on coffee yeah. right. and red wine. For some yeah. reason, they never do white wine. They only do red <laughs> wine. But they it's just true. do red wine studies and coffee studies. And then so you can go, it's this or it's that. Uh, but enough people 
globally drink red wine and drink coffee on a regular basis for you to sort of form your own study, which mm-hmm. is um, probably neither here nor there when done in some moderate you know, consumption form. Um, we stopped talking about coffee a, a long time ago, but we used to talk yeah. about coffee all the time. As a matter yeah. of fact, when I was a kid, even in high school, it would have been unheard of to drink coffee as a 15-year-old. Was it not, Drew? Oh, my God, yes. Oh, I, I remember when I picked up the habit in medical school, I had a friend that was way into it, and I thought, wow, this is odd. It seems weird. They're drinking so much coffee. Yeah. Oh, and, and when I – now, I <laughs> – oh, God, the coffee. I come from the coffee group. The mm. coffee – so – now, I hope you're sitting down, Drew, but my dad didn't drink coffee. What? Not because he didn't like coffee, just because it was something. You know what I mean? Yes. He didn't drink. It was a bizarre house to grow up in and that you couldn't find a sack of coffee, a, a beer, or a Playboy in the entire house. When my dad was like 40, there was nothing. Oh Nothing. God, I've never, you never met a guy who didn't have anything in in the house. So nobody drank coffee in my my house. And and my mom, my mom, no, nobody nobody drank coffee or masturbated or drank beer. That's what, right. What's wrong with that house? Yeah. <laughs> uh, my mom would have drank in like postum or something. You know, she had to have. <laughs> Oh, European product. Oh. Well, no, what I mean, I don't even know if it's European. What my mom had to have was an alternative to whatever the man was doing right. that was equally as bad for your system. Right, but but right. didn't, you know, she, she'd say, well, you can't eat a candy bar, but you can have a slab of halva or, <laughs> or, or carob. You know what I mean? And you're like, what? you know what halva is? I do. I've had it. Okay. He's had it with me. Yeah, we do. We had it in you, Europe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, in Europe. But very chalky. It's chalk. It's it's. I tell everyone it's like it's it's Jewish. You know, it's it's like someone takes sand and puts honey in it. You know what I mean? That's that's how <laughs> yeah. okay. honey. But what I'm saying, sugar was sand. When I've had conversations with many about how good honey is for you and stuff, I mm-hmm. it, I say it just hits your liver the same way. It's just sugar. It just tastes like it's yeah, sugar. Of course, you know, it's like you like. Plain yogurt with tons of honey in it, right? Yeah, tastes good, right? Yeah, you know why it tastes good? Because it's sugar. That that's why it's, the reason you like it is probably the reason. It's the same thing. Ah, oh, take a make a smoothie out of pineapple and bananas and papaya. Yeah, tastes almost as good as a milkshake. Yeah, you want to know why? Because it's got the same sugar as a, as a yeah. milkshake does. But all right, yeah. I don't want to digress. But the point is, is nobody in my family drank coffee. And it would have been very weird for me as a senior in high school to pour myself a cup of coffee. And no I, one did it. No and I, did I think it. I think we treated coffee for, you know, 17-year-olds, 16-year-olds, yeah. 15. We would have been no different than if you walked into your kitchen and cracked a beer and started <laughs> right. walking out with I it. Know, your it, mom would have went, what the right. fuck are you yeah. doing? Oh, no. I, I, yeah. It's actually so... Um, there's a study that says adults who are 35 years or older had their first coffee, or they first started drinking coffee between their 18th and 20th birthday. 
But the people who consume coffee between the ages of 18 to 24, they started at age 15. Yes. Yeah. It's a it, yeah. it's Starbucks, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. a, it's a thing. They're, they're crazy. I was I was thinking about I st- I have a pot of coffee is brewed at my home every day, every morning. Mm. Either somebody does it or I do it. But either oh, way, yeah. there's a pot. Um, I used to think, I was thinking the other day about the insane dance my family would go through over a pot of coffee. Mm. There was no morning coffee. That wasn't a thing. Grandparents, parents, separate households, stepdad, stepmom, there was no coffee maker. There was no coffee. But my grandmother, once a year, would have, you know, people over and she'd pull out a coffee cake that was uh, frozen in the freezer <laughs> and she would thaw it out and she would serve coffee cake as dessert. And, that, you know, I was in heaven because it was just dessert. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And at some point she would say, OK, who wants coffee? And if one or two people raised their hand, that would be not enough to make a pot of coffee. <laughs> right, right. That yes. meant we're going back to the freezer. We're going to get the taster's choice with the freezer burn on it that's been in there for 11 years. We're going to chip away at it with the, <laughs> with the knife. Then we're going to boil a kettle of water. And once the kettle of water is boiled... We're going to dump it into a mug, and then I will take a a spoonful of this Taster's Choice freeze-dried coffee that I chipped away from the glass jar. I will scoop it out. I will put it in this thing, and I will stir it. Do you know what he's talking about, Chris? Freeze-dried coffee? That sounds disgusting. I don't. I've never had that. It was the greatest thing. Sanka. It was, and, it was uh, a thing. Taster's Choice. It was a right. thing. It I think was, that's why we're starting to drink coffee earlier. Our, our, we got it was a better it coffee was, now. It, that oh. and space food sticks. It, it was like, <laughs> we don't have time to make coffee. Okay. <laughs> the, right. Chipping okay. away. The, well, because they you kept chip it. it away because you could also, if you, if, you, if you had a normal purchasing habit with the freeze-dried coffee, you'd keep it on the shelf. Right. Yeah. And you just put just it on instant. a teaspoon. And it, it, but, it was a form of coffee that dissolved in hot water. Horrible. Horrible, horrible, horrible. It tastes exactly how you think it would taste. Yeah. But yeah. because my grandparents drank it so infrequently, they had to keep it in the freezer. <laughs> and it was years old because one jar, jar of coffee, instant coffee, lasts my grandparents the amount of time that a thing of shampoo lasts me, which is like 14 years, you know, <laughs> right? So, uh. So I was always sitting there going, you know, Boiling a pot, a kettle of water takes a little bit of time and then chipping the thing away. I was like, it's the exact same amount of work to just make a pot of coffee. I I would argue that it's less work because you can kind of set it and walk away. This is like wait for the thing to start whistling and then dumping it into the thing and like stirring it up. But my grandmother wouldn't do the pot of coffee unless like three or more people wanted coffee do you, do you think i just had a thought they were the, your grandma's era was the percolator yeah and we had just started the drip coffee makers around the same time as the freeze-dried coffee do you, do you think they sort of perceive the drip as much of a hassle as a percolator i i, I don't know i do know there's like maneuvers where people go 
well, I don't want to do the percolator. Let's do the instant coffee. It'll be a lot faster because yeah. that's the word yeah. instant in it, but not when yeah. it's frozen. <laughs> No, and not when you have to put it's not faster. There's no it's right. it's we, we live in a weird world where we think certain things are just less and it's more whatever. The pot of coffee, if you put on a pot of coffee, according to my I may, I'll grant you 30 seconds longer. But yeah. for people to enjoy themselves, which which oh. didn't factor in. Of course. Right. right. And and to be fair to my grandmother, whatever Hills Brothers can of coffee she had, that was 11 years old, too. So it's not like we would have <laughs> enjoyed any of well, that. Well, it's true. You'd have to take like a can opener. You'd have to pull it. Maybe that was the resi- the, the limiting No, factor. no, because the can was opened 11 years ago. <laughs> yeah, it that's just had a cap <laughs> on it. No, this would have been out, probably, the can. Oh. And then so what would end up happening is... When I kind of became an adult, when I was like 20, 21, I wanted the pot of coffee, you know? And then then, mm. then my grandmother would go like, who wants coffee? Because I'm not making a pot if not three people don't want. You know, I had to go through these negotiations, yeah. you know? And <laughs> yeah, then yeah. I'd raise my hand. I want some coffee. And then, like, my sister would raise her hand and no one else. Because, you know, my dad, my mom, my grandfather, mm. nobody... And so, like, I'd be like to my stepdad, I'd be like, "Hey, John, get the hand up." And he'd be like, "I don't really put the fucking hand up. Put the hand I'll drink up. it. I'll drink the coffee. I don't really mood. Just come on, do the fucking hand, would you? I don't want the taster's choice. This idea that that would be a negotiation—that's how fucking downtrodden these people were. But my grandmother would drink the red wine with the meal. Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, yeah. she drank she, that red wine. Is she alive? Well, let's, let's finish the wine story. Made it so, to ninety-one so or the something. Reason so the reason they went for red wine is because the red wine had the reservatrol and all the right. anti-aging thing, anti-inflammatory. And it's true. They do have those things. And it is also true that uh, a glass of wine a day may have some beneficial effects on uh, lipid metabolism, or at least on endothelial function. But that the, in those same studies that they did that showed, hey, less cardiovascular problems in people who drank a glass of wine, red wine a day, all-cause mortality was actually up. So even there was less cardiac stuff, all-cause mortality goes up. And we've known forever that wine is a carcinogen to all tissue. I've said it forever. It's the only I say drug. wine or alcohol? Alcohol, I beg your pardon. That's right. I, I'm, I'm, I've always said forever that alcohol is the only drug that people commonly use that's actually carcinogenic to almost every tissue. But there's probably some threshold phenomena with that too, right? You probably have to use a certain amount before the carcinogenicity kicks in. Although in breast cancer, it sort of may not be very much, but they don't really know for sure. But I, th- look, it to me, what it starts to zero in on is the confusion we have in the United States between living and living well. Because you know safety overall, and and I'm I'm going to live to 120. It's like that's not living. That's not living. You have to live when the day is done, and and living a good life and living well should have priority over just living. All right, my sermon is over. I love it. All right. Oh, yeah. by the way, Postum is American. I tell the truth. Um, Doesn't know what he's yeah, talking it's, about. It's made of a roasted wheat bran and molasses. <laughs> molasses <laughs> it tasted yeah. like shit. Yeah. So my it, mom discontinued in 07. Yeah, because it was horrible. My mom would have been fine with you drinking postum, but she would have been horrified if you drank coffee. <laughs> molasses. It's good for you. Everything had molasses mm. in it. 
And, and, and molasses, it's sugar. It's it's like brown sugar was fine because it was molasses and white. They yeah. just they, everything was wrong. They got everything wrong. I see. I had a head start on everyone being wrong about everything all the time. I, I really did. I had a front row seat to everyone being wrong about everything all the time. So that's why that's my posture in life. I understand that mm. every study is wrong. Okay, sorry. Um, well, well, speaking of study, so um, I was watching Bill Maher this week, mm-hmm. or last or on Friday, actually. And so they had uh, Gene Twenge, who uh, wrote this book about Gen- basically Gen Z. Mm-hmm. And I, I meant to bring this up to you guys a few weeks ago, but in this study, uh, she says that there is a gap with Gen Z as far as a gender gap between uh, boys who are leaning a lot more conservative and then girls who are leaning more liberal. What and, is the mm-hmm. definition of Gen Z now? What's the age? I don't pay attention. I, I hear I like all the gens. To, 18 to 26 or something or 27? Um, are they older now? As of 20, uh, so it's uh, they're 12 to 27. 12 to 27. 12 to 27, and that never moves. You'll pass through Gen Z, but you won't always be a Gen Zer. Well, what I mean no, is you're, you're always a baby boomer. Right, yeah, that's right. It never and moves. And you'll always be a Gen Zer. That that's a generational. Oh, moniker. you'll be a Gen Zer in your eighties. Yes. Oh, you yeah. From like the baby Gen boomers. Like, all right, but you have to be twelve to twenty-seven right now. Now, now. yeah, now, oh, okay, yeah. now. All right. I think the twelve is a little conservative. I mean, I think it. it I think little. Most all right, of so people my, think of it as older teens. My kids yeah. are Gen Zers. I'm seeing Zers. different yes, different sites have different. I, but I, your kids are Gen Z. I yeah. have zero interest in these labels, and I know everyone mm. talks their ass off about them. But mm. I, it's as is as interesting as pronouns on to, are to me. I'm just like this is just another thing that someone made up that they want me to say that I'm not interested yep. in. Yep. But anyway, go ahead. Right, and and the next uh, generation since we're at Z goes back to. A or Generation Alpha, they're going to call oh, it. Okay. They're going to the Greek oh, alphabet. That's going to help. <laughs> oh, next one is Alpha. Oh, yeah, boy. the next one's Alpha. Interesting. Yeah. First time I've heard that. Yeah. Well, thank you, Chris. You you got it. So, um, and so they're trying to figure out why are the Gen Z girls leaning liberal and the Gen Z boys leaning conservative? And a big theory is um, one: Gen Z boys don't really have an outlet for masculinity anymore. Mm-hmm. And if they do, it's a conservative figure. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So, because on the liberal side, that who who are they going to look at that's a man that's going to teach them about masculinity? All masculinity is toxic. Right. So, mm. so that's why, that's the theory of why Gen Z boys are leaning conservative now. Well, I think they'll so, be happier yeah. that way. And then at some point, the Gen Z girls will want them because they'll have some tangible real world skill which women are fucking themselves completely with this. Like, I want a guy who's a chick. Like, okay, good luck fixing that fucking... Well, then, yes, maybe this is uh, the course correcting itself. Yeah, I mean, Mm. somebody... Look, it'll always correct, sadly. Not for everyone, but it'll, it'll correct because it has to correct because that's the way nature flows, you know, um... And most of these ideas are bad ideas. And and the bad ideas initially seem popular. And also, if you speak out against bad ideas early, you become very unpopular. Well, and, and let's be clear. M- most of the things that are ideas, this is the things that you're, you and I have been talking about for quite some time. But just the very notion of ideas is in distinction to 
observing reality. You know what I'm saying? You're, you're saying that if you eventually reality comes to bear because you can just see it and it plays out, well, ideas are just drift out there and in, in, away from reality. Yeah. Right. Well, they, um, so she also credits the Me Too movement as a key trigger as well, mm. saying uh, that it gave rise to fiercely feminist values among young women who felt empowered mm. to speak out against long running injustices. Long running uh -oh. justice. <laughs> Listen, I have a boy and a girl, and there is no difference in their childhood. I, I would argue. That, would they say that? Yeah, they would say that. The girl, first off, neither one of them would ever want to switch genders, uh, and the girl's out living her best life and has tons of opportunities, and you know, son, son's doing his thing, and like, there isn't. This isn't a thing. I mean, you look. Like, let, let's let's just let's just break it down, which I don't think. Drew, wake up here. I need you to focus. I'm here. What I'm are you doing? Do just listen to me. Everyone All listen right. to me. All right. And I'm going to break it down. I'm going to tell you first about Jordan Harbinger and then I'm breaking it down. On the Jordan Harbinger show, you'll hear amazing stories from people that have lived them, from spies to CEOs, even an undercover agent who infiltrated the Gambino crime family. You're about to hear a preview of The Jordan Harbinger Show with Jack Garcia, who did just that. My career was 24 out of 26 years, was solely dedicated working undercover. I walk in, I'm in the bar. Now there's a barmaid there, good looking young lady. She's serving me a drink. Hey, what would you like? I usually, my drink was, give me a kettle, one martini, three olives, glass of water on the side. I finish the drink, the guys come in, I'm gonna go, go in my pocket, take out the big wad of money, Bam, I give her $100. If you're with the mob, I say, hey, Jordan, you're on record with us. That means we protect you. Nobody could shake you down. We could shake you down, but you're on record with us. For more on how Jack became so trusted in the highest levels of the Gambino organization, check out episode 392 of The Jordan Harbinger Show. Okay, so everyone always talks about this advantage or that advantage. Like if I have to hear another fucking black person tell me about what it's like to be white and how you have all these things to sort of the world just sort of unfolds in front of you as you jog down the street and stuff, I'm gonna fucking vomit my hat. Shut up. You have no fucking idea what you're talking about. It's racist what you're saying. Yes, you can point to historical events. But you can't tell me that I had some sort of blessed life because of the color of my skin. I, I had I had possibly the opposite because I could have been a fireman when I was 19 or 20. But either way, what they never talk about, they talk about women, you know, like the women. All right. OK. When you're 19, when you're 20, when you're 21, when you're 22, as a young male, you have zero power. Zero. Because you have to work and there is, you have no credibility in society. You've not gotten a foothold in society yet. You've not made your mark. You've not hung your shingle with very rare exception. Now there's events where you could be 20, 22 year old dude and you're in med school or you're going to be a lawyer. Or your dad's a successful lawyer, but by and large, all the 21 year old guys I grew up with, were powerless at 21 because they had no money and they had no career 
and they had no belongings of, of, of everything was meager. You know, they drove a truck. They had apartments where they had three guys living and people were sleeping on fold out sofas or renting out spare bedrooms and, and shit like that. You know, I mean, later on when I even in my later 20s, when I was living with Cortland and Ralph, you know, we're in a rented house. Ralph is driving his grandmother's Dodge Shadow. You know, she died and gave him a Dodge Shadow, you know, brown Dodge Shadow with a cloth interior. I'm driving a Zuzu Trooper. There's nothing. Okay. My sister at age 22, 23 was an attractive female. And she had boyfriends that were a little bit older and successful. And they lived in a nice house up in the hills and they traveled and they did things. You know what I mean? Because she had much more power than I had because she had a a commodity. And that commodity is being an attractive female or even just a young female. You can't, there's no version of me at 21 with some successful 40 year old chick it just it doesn't really exist i wish it well, did it, it's it's a little bit around these days a little a, a bit, little bit kind of a thing. little bit but you as a 23 year old dude living with dudes in the valley of dudes you don't have any juice or anything if you're a 23 year old hot chick okay you can get a job is an attractive 23-year-old woman or even just a 23-year-old woman. You can get a job as a cocktail waitress. You can get a job as a bartender. You can, you're not on a construction site picking up garbage with me right. and, and the right. poor Mexicans and digging ditches and shit like that. You get to work indoors. You get to do <laughs> things that have air conditioning and you get tips and so on and so forth. So don't give me this. You have no power. No, you have all the power for a period of time. But if you squander it, you will lose it. And now I have the power because I worked my ass off and created a career for myself. So fuck right off. But but they but they're asking for the power to work their ass off and get a career. They they want more of that that particular route. Well, go ahead. They're... Knock yourself out, bitches. You don't want to do it because <laughs> it sucks. You don't want to be on a construction site with me, do you? Ladies? Yeah. You want you, we want equality, then come down to the job site and have Mike Stermatt scream at you <laughs> while you're digging ditches all day. Well, so fuck he, off, everyone, with your fucking inequality <laughs> and balance and everyone everything. Go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Every guy yeah. I knew was poor. They all did dangerous. By You're the just way, depressing the jobs, them more, Adam. The jobs we did were fucking dangerous. It wasn't yeah. about serving cocktails or working as a greeter at a restaurant or something. I was underneath condemned apartment buildings and shit. Fuck you. All right, sir. <laughs> well... You say that the, the course is kind of correcting, and now these girls are going to look for more masculine men. But there's also a study or, or a report that says nearly a third, about 28% of Gen Z adults right now, identify as lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, or queer. Yeah, but they're just saying that. They don't, they don't really, that's not how they act. I wonder, I'd be interested to know how that breaks down male, female. Let me see. Do you have that? I think a lot more female. That's what I would think. But, but I mean, like maybe two or three to one. They're just, but they're they they check that box like somebody asked you if you were for, you know, 
if you loved animals or something and you just yeah. go, yeah, I love animals, but have you rescued an animal? Have do you, do you volunteer at the shelter? Do you, do, do you make kibble and give it to stray animals? Like, no, I don't do any of that shit. I just love animals. I'm checking a box that says I'm an animal lover. I don't own any animals. I don't do anything for animals. I just want, I'm just wondering how that conversation would go with the lesbian box. How do you, what, what else do they, would you be questioning them about? There, I, oh I would, I, he, here's what I would, I would say the, uh, the people that like identify as a bi or whatever, I'll bet you they haven't had a non heterosexual engagement in over a year. Right. That's what I would say. And currently are not in a gay relationship, but I'd say they were just, they just checked the boxes. Now I don't, I do not believe, I do not believe these people. Right. It used to be, listen, dig, dig, dig. If it was possible at a time to get people to deny they were gay or bi because it was unpopular and it may have done some damage to their career or something, then isn't the opposite true? Mm, Interesting. Well, now we're living in a time where you get a pat on the back for being gay or bi. So then why wouldn't you lie about it? Just like your grandfather lied about being gay. The other direction. Yeah, right. Right. Well, yeah, he lied about being gay, but yeah, not being gay. So here we go. So wouldn't that be a two way street? I believe so. Okay. So if you were in the United States in the 60s in a Nazi, you might say you weren't a Nazi. But if mm-hmm. you're in Germany in 1942 and you wanted to live, you might say you were a Nazi. So either way, it's whatever the powers that be, whatever the pressures that be, make you lie. Which I believe and this is. I was is. just thinking. And then, and then today, you accuse everybody else of being a Nazi, and then you go out with a swastika on your arm and demonstrate for Palestine. That's how we do it now. Yeah, that's how we roll. Today. Did you find out with the breakdown? No, it doesn't have it. Just says gay or lesbian as one. It's all women. As one category. Mostly women. <laughs> it's mostly women. Yeah, because those those boys are conservative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, it'll it'll correct itself. It these are all just shit experiments. You know, they're just we do these stupid but, but, you experiments. Know, surveys. Yeah. In, in our day, we, women would identify as fluid and experimenting, but they wouldn't declare a major. And now, because it's so cool to declare the major, they, they declare it. Right. Yeah. They're not they're not having to prove it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So pay no attention. Okay. Um, so there's okay. Okay. There is a uh, a Finland um, national care Finnair. 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 Mm-hmm. And they are uh, they are now the next airline that is going to start weighing their passengers. Good. This is a a trend that people are not happy about. Well, it's, I guess, a certain type of people. And they, um, but the thing is, that just like all the other airlines are saying, look, look, this is voluntary. It's anonymous. We're just doing this um, to just survey. They weigh our luggage. The luggage and they the pass. They want to the weigh it all. They want to weigh it all. They but have to weigh what these on the aircraft. Yeah. And they have to distribute it across the aircraft a certain way. Right. It's for safety. Drew and I have been on, I've been on more than one flight, but Drew and I have been on a flight where they went, someone's got to throw some luggage off this flight. Yeah. We weigh yeah. too much. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, my favorite I've was never. when a guy went out and banged on the engine on a pr- pr- a turbo. Prop. I think it was the same flight. <laughs> the smoke, smoke wow. poured out of the engine. The yeah, guy's out there banging on the engine, and, and Adam says to me, he "Goes, I can't think of anything that's going to get fixed on a, on a propeller engine <laughs> just by banging on it." And then it stopped, <laughs> and it started, and smoke billowed out. Was it and the they fonts? Were, Good news, everybody. We're going to get going here. Yeah, the fonts. <laughs> No, they then, said, look, anyone can volunteer to take a bag off or we can just yeah. open up the hold and take a bag off and we'll, you'll find out when you get to the other side whose bag right. it is. Oh, let's go. Let's randomize right. it. Yeah. And there's it's, like it's, 50 it's, people it's, on the flight. And we're like, fucking pull a rando we, bag <laughs> off that flight, man. Fingers crossed. And, and the one with the with the uh, prop plane with I, the smoke, I, was that the one with the Roberto the Lamente? Yeah, I was really freaked out by that flight. I was like, I don't care if you take my bag off this flight because I don't think we're landing. <laughs> we're not so making. Tell- and you remember, a storm was blowing in. Yes, I do. We were, we were, we were sort of. They were. Like, don't worry, we're maneuvering through the we're storm. We're gonna get around the storm on this prop plane that weighed too much with smoke coming out of them. Fuck, it freaked me and, out. And yeah, tell Chris what happened in the seat in front of us i'm trying i was trying to um find this and i couldn't find it and i looked and looked for it but the guy was reading the newspaper in front of me like usa today and it was like uh a made for tv movie like the roberto clemente story you know and he was sort of not even looking at the advertisement he was reading an article like on the other page but i was looking at roberto clemente who died in a plane crash uh, struck down in his prime in a plane crash. in his Adam, prime. Adam is poking me in the ribs going, Roberto Clemente. Roberto <laughs> yeah. Clemente. I'm like, what? Roberto Clemente. And he points at the, at the paper. I was so <laughs> close to just like literally standing up and going, I got it. <laughs> I got to get off this flight because wow, because there was smoke coming out of the engine, smoke, big smoke. They're having a problem. The guy was banging on the engine, and then the plane was overweight. And then Uh, they said there's storms blowing into Florida, and we're 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 trying to we're going to get around them. They're going to go around the storms, you know. But it's going to be rough to get around these. And then I saw Roberto Clemente. And I, I was like, like, you know what I was thinking? I was thinking God doesn't physically pick you up and push you out of your seat. He just tells you enough right. for you to do it. You know what I mean? And I got enough. He gave like, you all the signs. I was like, we're there. We've got enough for me to get up and get out of this seat right now. But I... But, I would rather, but I was too embarrassed. I would rather, I would rather die than be shamed. Yeah. Yeah. But that was, that was rough, man. Yeah, Yeah, man. Shit. We were leaving from Cincinnati, as I remember. Where were we going? Somewhere in Alabama. I think Alabama, like something like that. You made it. Oh, we made it. That's hilarious. All right. Uh, Yeah, I was, that's about as freaked out as I've ever been. And there was no there was no cocktails on the flight either. I mean, if I'd had a flask or something, I would have just fucking sucked that thing right down. Study or not. Uh, Vegas, March 7th for me. Two shows coming up over at Jimmy's Theater or Club. What do you got, Drew? Uh, sign up to subscribe. Subscribe to the uh, the Rumble channel, please. And we'll see you at the uh, streaming show Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 3 o'clock. So till next time, Adam Carroll for Chris Max Pata. And Dr. Drew saying, Mahalo.
Pluto TV is TV the way it should be, free. With over 300 channels, thousands of movies and TV shows, costing zeros of dollars. So if you want to watch shows like Ghost, The Walking Dead, CSI, Star Trek, or The Price is Right, well, The Price is Right, it's free. Hit movies like Braveheart, Sonic the Hedgehog, Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy, or Mean Girls won't cost you a thing, because everything is free. All you have to do is download the app, which, by the way, is also free. Pluto TV. Stream now. Pay never.